From the nation's capital, this is Use Your Voice with Penny Nance, President and CEO of Concerned Women for America. Here's your host, Penny Nance. Welcome to Use Your Voice. There's so much great progress happening in the fight for life right now. We're seeing states like Alabama, Missouri, and many others joining the fight, like Louisiana, Ohio, Mississippi, and Georgia. These states have passed laws prohibiting the taking of an unborn life at six or eight weeks, or once a heartbeat can be detected. But almost as soon as these laws are passed, they're enjoined in the courts. Today, we're going to talk to former Concerned Women for America alum, Allison Centifonte, who's the Director of External Affairs for Live Action. She's on the front lines daily on the battle to end abortion. Allison, welcome to Use Your Voice. We're so happy to have you, and you've did such great work over the years at Concerned Women for America. It's my right hand, really, in working in media relations. People will remember you on Fox News representing CWA and now for Live Action and many other venues. I really wanted to just to chat with you and get your perspective on where we are right now at this historic moment. We've seen the far left, like New York and California, being willing to do birthday abortions. But then we're also seeing sort of the response to that in many of these southern and midwestern states where they're saying, no, we believe science. We have seen ultrasounds. We know that this is an unborn life that we must protect. Give me sort of your thinking and, and what you're noticing. Yeah. Thanks so much. And I'll say, not just a former CWA alum, always a CWA <laughs> alum, I feel like once getting to see the work that happens here, you will never leave this work that happens that's, here. And so that's, that's why right. I get to do what I do now and I advocate for life um, every day. And, mm -hmm. and thank you so much for your leadership on that and your love and your, <laughs> your lessons that we learned on the road. What we're seeing across the country right now in terms of pro-life legislation and then other states deciding to be more pro-abortion, to me, is a conversation that should have been had for the past 40 years. Since Roe v. Wade was passed in 1973, most Americans haven't realized mm -hmm. that exactly what New York passed, which was a Reproductive Health Act allowing abortion through all nine months. So many people, you saw this, mm -hmm. I saw this one, is that legal? Right. Yes, it is because of Roe v. Wade mm -hmm. and its companion case, Doe v. Bolton, right. that said, look, you can pretty much get an abortion as long as you claim any harm or psychological no, or emotional problem. like anything that you're feeling it's stressful i you know i don't it's expensive whatever it is so when we in the pro-life movement say abortion mm -hmm. through all nine months for any reason we really mean it and it's in law Dovey bolton allows for abortion through all nine months for any reason so states like new york stepped up and said look we're going to write into law just that and other states that are more pro-life respond and say absolutely not we're going to protect all the children we can mm -hmm. and the reality is that's a good thing because when Roe v. Wade is overturned, that's exactly what will take place. Well, let me pause you right there, because you're saying what I know to be true mm -hmm. on all of this, but especially on the fact that isn't this all just really a precursor to the fact that Roe v. Wade will be overturned? Only God knows, but I, for the first time in my adult life, can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're almost there, but not just us, not just on the pro-life side. Clearly, the abortion advocates... And their movement recognized it as well, which is why mm -hmm. New York has taken the steps that it's taken, right? They're right. getting ready. Right. They're getting ready. And it's also why you're seeing them lying a lot. Mm -hmm. They're lying that if Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortion will become illegal mm -hmm. in right. our country. And that's just simply not true. We on the pro-life movement, half of our battle has been to say, look, 
if and when Roe v. Wade is overturned, and I believe it will be overturned, mm -hmm. our battle does not fight. We don't pack up our bags and go home. No, it'll be we a state to state to advocate battle, on right. a state level. Mm -hmm. And so what you're seeing in states like Alabama, Missouri, Kentucky, Ohio, to me, that is the loving and logical conclusion of the work of groups like Concerned Women for America, mm -hmm. Live Action, Students for Life, and others, continuing to remind people about what happens during an abortion, both to the baby and to that mother and to society at large. Mm -hmm. Because if you do not protect the least among you, the most targeted, most exploited, then you can't claim to care for other people. This group of people, the preborn child, the unborn child, is actually, it's part of a marketing scheme mm -hmm. on the other side of this in Planned Parenthood. And I think as women wake up to that, we'll see them push back and say, true resistance mm -hmm. looks like not listening to Planned Parenthood and the lies that they're pushing out. Clearly, you're noticing that they're backed into a corner and you're noticing that Planned Parenthood has stepped up their dishonesty. They're fearing because their funding is at risk. I mean, and by the way, Live Action has a long history with Planned Parenthood. Maybe you want to talk about that a little bit. Sure, sure. So Live Action was started by a woman named Lila Rose. She's our founder and president. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. And she started in college, which is exciting for mm -hmm. all the Young Women for America girls to hear. That right. One person can really make a difference. Lila was on campus in California, realized that there were not many pregnant women, but thought that was interesting. So went in and saw that her campus clinic was going to push mm -hmm. abortion if you mm -hmm. were pregnant. So she took that one step further. She took a camera in and, and recorded the response she got on campus to potentially being a pregnant student, a pregnant mm -hmm. woman. Who is more vulnerable than a pregnant female student woman? Well, they didn't see that as an opportunity to support. They saw that as an opportunity to push abortion on her. And so she worked to expose this kind of narrative inside Planned Parenthood facilities across the country. And from that started Live Action, which is dedicated to ending mm -hmm. abortion, exposing the abortion industry, which is just a joy mm -hmm. because there's just so much there to condemn. Right. And I think people will need to wake up to how much money we give them and then how much bad they do with that money. Well, right. And investigative journalism is, you know, really the forte. And we're, we're so grateful that Lila Rose, you know, many years ago when my daughter was like, you know, middle school or whatever, this Lila was her, her hero because she was storming into these clinics and finding the truth, whether they were aiding and abetting sex traffickers, whether they were willing to abort minority babies specifically, mm -hmm. just the racism, the rampant racism and all that's going on. So she's a dear friend and a great woman. And I'm happy that you all are working together because you both are so talented. I do think it's interesting, though. I find myself in the odd position of actually agreeing with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who says that Roe v. Wade kept the question, the issue of abortion from being settled instead of actually bringing closure to it. It's the opposite. It brought chaos because mm -hmm. we aren't backing down. Over half of this country agree with us. They, they agree that life is precious and that it in, has intrinsic value and must be protected. Maybe we, some of us disagree on when life begins, but there certainly aren't in agreement with Planned Parenthood and the left that abortion should be legal anytime, any reason, any number, all paid for by the taxpayer. There is actually, though, I think a point where we're at an inflection point where people can actually have a conversation. It's forcing the conversation, but don't you think mm -hmm. it's good, really? Oh, I think it's great. From what I've even noticed in since, I'd say, March for Life even, and if we had March mm -hmm. for Life January, we had February New York Reproductive Health Act, the conversations picked up and people are now demanding answers on both sides. Right. So you have people that are running to groups like ours being like, what am I supposed to think about this? And I would say the first place to start for anyone listening that hasn't really thought this through, maybe you grew up in the church and you, or you mm -hmm. think you know, or maybe you're staunchly pro-abortion because of what you've 
think you've heard mm-hmm. from the so-called pro-choice movement. Or what you've, what you've lived through in your life, you know, or life experience, that's a, right? That's a great point, Penny. A lot of this is women who I've met, you've met, that mm-hmm. are post-abortive, and to say you're pro-life feels like you have to reject a part of yourself. Mm-hmm. When in reality, saying you're pro-life as a post-abortive woman is the most healing, restorative right. thing you can do right. to bring a voice and to And we know those child. women, too. We do. And, and I'm glad that they're speaking up. We mm-hmm. need more post-abortive women saying, I can't stay silent anymore. Mm-hmm. And I acknowledge this, and I'm going to redeem both of our mm-hmm. stories, right. right? Not just my yeah, story. that's right. The baby's mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. And make sure no other woman goes through this again. Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But like you said, this conversation is needed. And if someone needs to start somewhere, I would say, we can't have a conversation about abortion without knowing what we're talking about. Define the terms. Mm-hmm. What is an abortion? And that's a great first start in a conversation mm-hmm. between two pro-lifers or anyone who may mm-hmm. be even pro-choice is what are we talking about here? And so Live Action has a website that we want everyone to use. It's called, easy to remember, abortionprocedures.com or the more friendly, anyonecanchange.com. Mm-hmm. And at anyonecanchange.com, you will see the most common abortion procedures in a medical animation. Mm-hmm. It's hard to watch, but it's not in any way graphic yeah, or bloody. Right. Mm-hmm. And that has been the best way to help people mm-hmm. kind of this veil be lifted off their eyes of what's actually going on in utero mm-hmm. and how this isn't healthcare. This isn't looking out for a woman and her child. And it's narrated and done by an OBGYN who's participated in over 1,200 abortions. He knows what he's talking about. He's used these tools. Mm-hmm. He's done these procedures. So that's not our only tool. But we can't, we shouldn't be having a conversation about abortion without making sure the other person knows what it is. That's 100% correct. And I also have long thought that states needed to, especially pro-life states, needed to require that their students in their state study fetal development. Because once you learn that a child has a beating heart, we can detect it even as early as 18 days, Mm -hmm. certainly at 20, 21, 22 days. The fact that a baby's nervous system is all intact by 30 days. The fact that, you know, we we talk about the 20-week bands that at 20 weeks, a little girl has all her major organs, can hear and respond to her mother's voice, has fingernails and eyebrows, and can feel pain. It clearly is a game changer. And as the message gets out, people think that is a member of our human family. She deserves legal protection. And so I think the more that we can explain what we're actually talking about, define the terms with science, the better we all are. We're going to take a little pause here, and then in a moment we'll be back to speak with Allison Centifonte from Live Action talking about the issue of life. Hey, ladies, you're smart, passionate, and savvy. You care about your family, and you care about our nation. That's why you should join Concerned Women for America. I'm Penny Nance, president and CEO of Concerned Women for America, and I pray you will visit ConcernedWomen.org to learn how you can add your voice to the largest public policy women's organization in the nation. That's ConcernedWomen.org. Welcome back to Use Your Voice. It's Penny Nance with Concerned Women for America. And joining me today is Live Action's Allison Centifonte, who's the Director of External Relations and a former CWA alum. One of my favorites, by the way. Um, <laughs> have so many great memories of all the work all the we did together. Yeah, yeah, don't tell the others, please. <laughs> keep, that, keep that our secret. Um, we are talking today about the issue of life and how we have come in a very short amount of time. We have sprung forward. We didn't even talk about how the polling data over three months period changed mm-hmm. in which now it's 47-47 of people who consider themselves pro-life, pro-choice were evenly split in this country. And there's a, a very few, a little marginal People who haven't made up their minds yet, I would argue that there's more if they knew more that would would come and join our side, and we're working hard to do that. But um, 
I, I think it's interesting as we go into the 2020 election, you know, you have this large group of people running for the Democratic primary, a huge number, but to a one, they have gone to the most extreme position on abortion. They, every one, have said that they support no limits on abortion, including Joe Biden, who early in my career when I was, you know, this early 20s-something lobbyist, was much more moderate on the issue. He would vote with us on spending issues. He supported the Hyde Amendment. All of that's right. changed. What does that mean for women that are, are listening who are pro-life or women who are post-abortive? Mm -hmm. What's the message for them in all of this? Yeah, the best example of this is, like, exactly this woman who's stuck in the middle. Because I went down to the Supreme Court. There was a Planned Parenthood rally. I just took a sign that said, love them both. She walks up to me. She says, I love that sign. Thanks. She goes, because I find it hard. I'm with the Planned Parenthood rally, but I don't agree when they say that no life was lost because I had an abortion, and I know that's not true. But I also really struggle with you guys because a lot of you say this is murder, and if like, I had to become on your side, I'd have to well, I didn't use that language, and I just want you to know. And I had this moment mm -hmm. where I was like, I'm so sorry that mm -hmm. that happened to you and took place. And I just want you to know you're welcome here. It's a safe place here, and we will acknowledge that loss and mm -hmm. say that we have resources for healing. And I'm sorry that the other side tells you to shout about something that you know hurts. You mm -hmm. know it hurts. Right. You know it's right. when it hurts. And yeah. So you're, you're so they're comparing it to an epidectomy. Right, which right. is such a blatant lie. People, and even no one has rallies for appendectomies. Right. Like, <laughs> we no haven't been marching for 46 years because exactly. of, you're right. But Joe Biden's example is perfect, where he used to say, this is rare, it's hard, I hope no one would have to go through it, mm -hmm. maybe it should just be legal in these rare cases. Right. But that's not where he is now, and that's not where everybody else is. And I want to take a moment and explain why. Part of the reason why is because of money. Mm -hmm. And I want to sit here in Washington, D.C. and say, that we have to wake up to realize that we fund Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion marketing arm and mm -hmm. provider. And political arm. And political arm with $1.2 million every day of federal funds every day. What could you and I do, Penny, with $1.2 oh. million every day to help pregnant moms, families, kids a lot? Mm -hmm. But what they do is they keep the lights on, they keep people employed. Now, they can't give those funds to the candidates. Mm -hmm. No, 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 that's illegal. We're better than that. But what it does do mm -hmm. is it frees up Joe Hollywood mm -hmm. to give his $10 million mm -hmm. to the political action committee right. instead of to Planned Parenthood property with their lights on. Right. Does that make sense? So mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're giving taxpayer mm -hmm. funds to candidates. They can't do that. But every dollar we fund them ourselves frees mm -hmm. up anybody mm -hmm. else's donation to go to the political action committee. Of course, it's fungibility. It's the, it's the truth of the matter. Mm -hmm. And as the person who runs an organization, I can tell you if my operational budget was met, then it would free up $5 million of our money to do more program, to even right. at the C4 to do work, perhaps for a PAC. Right. And so... And um, get your candidates that you want here to Washington, D.C. Instead, Planned Parenthood Correct. has all the money in the world to get their candidates here and to defend them to the blue in the face. Right. That's what this next election season is, is literally 30 Democrats defending Planned Parenthood to mm -hmm. the blue in the face. Right. And we have to do all we can to expose just what that means, what that looks like. I know, and you know, the data shows most of America is not as pro-choice as they even claim to be themselves. Right. When they're given a chance to look at the procedure and talk about where they draw the line, about 80% of Americans will say, I want to limit abortion after the first trimester. Mm -hmm. If that is what you believe, not a single Democrat candidate mm -hmm. is with you on that. You know, um, it, your, what, your story, I think, was indicative of a group of women that understand... Um, at their heart's level, that abortion is hurtful, that it takes a life, 
they may not be totally in line with us yet because that is such a place of pain for them, but they're not in line with Planned Parenthood. They, they see through the lines of it. But I think what you said is true. Like they don't know where a safe place for them is. And one thing that I think we've really tried to do here at CWA is to be very clear on the fact that redemption is real <laughs> and we're all in need of it. Every single one of you and I, anyone that works here, we are broken people. We were born sinners. That's how that is. And because of that, we have hurt each other. We've hurt, you know, other people. We've, we've made choices that did not please God. But you don't have to stay stuck in that place. That's why Jesus died. He died because we are sinners. And any shame that we are carrying around, whether it's over abortion or whether it's anything else, we are free to lay it at the foot of the cross, give it to the Lord, accept his redemption, his cleansing, and walk away and burdened by what that is and free to tell the truth and to be instructive and helpful to others. So we have people at CWA who are our state leaders who can tell that story very well of the healing that has come over years for them. And I know there are others around the movement because I've met these women, the women of Silent No More, who tell, you know, their stories. I mean, some of these women aborted their only children, like the, their only opportunity to be a mother. Of course, they didn't know it at the time. But the brokenness that has followed that for them, it's been healing for them to be able to go forward and tell, this is what happened to me. You need to know. It's super healing. And just like any time you get to admit a wrong and then come out on the other side of it, isn't it just the best freedom? It's, the best. it's just like, I can breathe. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have to live in darkness. Mm -hmm. I don't have to live in shame. And in a crazy way, only a good, good God could take that and make that something you're almost like, I want to share this, this because life it's going to change your mm -hmm. life. It brings life and purpose to you. Mm -hmm. And so I, I absolutely know that these women have either been lied to, because some of the women I've met were like, and men as well, men. My father is post-abortive uh, with a girlfriend. He said, look, uh, before he was married, he said, look, they told me, Allie, it was a clump of cells. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how we made our decision. That's what they told us then. Now that was the 70s, right. so maybe there was they, no pictures to back We've it come up. A lot farther, mm -hmm. but unfortunately, the rhetoric hasn't mm -hmm. changed. We've seen undercover where they're lying about coming off the mountain. They're mm -hmm. lying about what's really going on, and so now you're like, not only are you sad because of what happened, but you get deceived, mm -hmm. or you kind of were, you shut out mm -hmm. access to knowledge, and that's why I think it's really important we talk mm -hmm. about making sure you have access to knowledge and information about things like the abortion abuse pill, about mm -hmm. things like healing. Just for like message That's why the 24-hour waiting period and, and mm -hmm. informed consent laws are important because, again, women need to know. They, they have a right to know what actually is involved in their medical. You would never have any medical procedure without understanding what it is, right? Yeah. You would know the doctor's not gonna lie to you right. about what your you know your appendectomy <laughs> again mm -hmm. to like, use that example. Yeah. So everything's you know treated differently often because mm -hmm. the issue of abortion, people are afraid to touch it, people use euphemisms to talk about it. I'm excited about your website. Also I was gonna mention in, in my book, Feisty and Feminine, one of the chapters on abortion, I go through what the processes are and explain it and helpfully give people the tools to talk about it in a way that brings people to our side and is healing and truthful but direct and honest so yeah. I think you know we yeah, and I, I think it's, it's fair to say and I think you'll join me in this because I've seen you do it in public before but if you come out and you share your story of being post-abortive and needing healing and anyone condemns you or judges you I will fight with you against That's that absolutely person. I completely condemn anyone mm -hmm. who would judge a woman mm -hmm. or call her a name 
for anything that mm-hmm. she's done because we serve a good God and mm-hmm. he doesn't mm-hmm. call us those names, right? Yeah, right. He calls us unconditionally loved mm-hmm. no matter what. Daughter so, of the king, by the way. Absolutely. So if that's mm-hmm. what you fear, then just know that you've got a mighty pack of sisters mm-hmm. at CWA and others that's who right. will come to your defense. You just Amen. let us know who that is <laughs> and they will they will regret the day they said anything mean to you because they need, they need to understand that mm-hmm. only through healing are we going to change this and truly end abortion? Mm-hmm. And for women to stop seeing it as some sort of parachute that you, well, I hope I don't need the parachute, but to get rid of that, we have to support each other in mm-hmm. the choices for life that we make. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited that there are good women leaders mm-hmm. here in D.C. and across the country who are saying, I'm not going to stay silent. And if, if it wasn't me, I surely know someone who's been through an abortion. Right, that's right. We and all we're going to talk out mm-hmm. together against this. Well, and also adding, you know, you're talking about supporting each other, which includes the thousands of clinics that are health clinics, full health clinics, along with uh, you know, free medical care, with job opportunities, with child care, with clothing and, and other you know mm-hmm. felt needs being met. This is who we are. So yeah. if anyone is, the, the issue is choice. <laughs> if the issue really is choice, we're actually in favor of giving real choices to women as opposed to telling them, you've got to end your pregnancy, that's it, that's yeah. all you got. Good luck. Walk away. Parenthood to get yeah. diapers. That's right. You won't do it. We don't have much time left, but Allison, I would love for you to talk to us a little bit about the issue of censorship. I know that you all have experienced it live action. CWA has experienced it on the internet, and I would love to just tell us a little bit what's going sure. on at Pinterest. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. The internet is the free marketplace of ideas. We all use Google. We all jump on to find out what's going on. And we've got documentation proving that a couple different entities have suppressed the pro-life view. Live Action is one of the largest pro-life organizations online, mm-hmm. specifically. We have three million followers online. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but we've seen in two weeks, we saw Pinterest ban our account and add us to a porn list, a list of verified porn sites, just so that our message would not be shared. People could not pin or connect back to our website. That's just on Pinterest. Right now on Twitter, Live Action and Lila Rose, our president and founder, are banned from advertising. So we can still post, thankfully, mm-hmm. but we cannot put any money behind those posts like other pro-life or even pro-abortion groups mm-hmm. do to share our message. And when asked why, we have an email that it's because we share content that talks about defunding Planned Parenthood. We share ultrasound images. We share undercover investigations. Line by line, bulleted out why we, until we change that, then we won't be able to advertise on the platform. And we will not be changing that because that is our mission and that is what we do. Facebook has been okay. We've seen some issues with ads showing premature babies, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. uh, that they won't allow to run. And we're just monitoring it. It's a huge issue. Mm -hmm. We need and need to demand that we have access to the pro-life messages we want. If you go on Pinterest right now, you look up Cosmo, if you look up the abortion filth, you will find content on sex, on abortion, on getting an abortion, even at home. If you go and look up live action, you won't see us there. You can still pin some of our pins, so feel free to go ahead. And we're looking at ways around that. If well, you're going to allow one side of the debate to stand, you have to and should, in a free country, allow the other side of the debate to argue you know, as well. You we, know, we've started to see behind the scenes, right? Things are leaking out. I know that um, even this week there's been more information that's come out through investigative journalism. We know Kay James, Kay Coles James, mm-hmm. was banned from an advisory committee for Google because she's pro-life and because she's conservative. We're seeing more and more, and then, of course, the emails that came out behind the scenes about her, the kind of language used about her, and the fact the employees opposed her. I think that, you know, many of us have stories to tell, and I can't wait. I cannot wait to actually get a glimpse of what's really going on behind the scenes. And I think Congress is going to have to really step in and deal with this issue. It has 
become not just a nice to have tool, right? Right. We all depend on the ability to use search engines correctly to be able to get our content out. Right. It's not just a nice to have anymore. It is necessary for our organizations to thrive. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there is a place for Congress to step in and I, you know, I can't wait to see what happens next. I agree. I think part of it's Congress and I think it's every American's job to say I demand access to free information. Because you have to speak up on a local level for Congress to act. So make sure that they know this is important to you. This is so great what you're doing. We are grateful to partner with you and to be a part of, you know, the team that is working so hard to protect life, to protect their mothers, to get the truth out there and to encourage our followers on Facebook and on, you know, on social media, but also our membership to be able to be able to engage truthfully and honestly. Allison, thank you for your great work. I appreciate all you're doing. You're welcome back, of course, anytime here. Until then, be sure to use your voice. Thanks for listening. Use Your Voice is a ministry of Concerned Women for America, the largest public policy women's organization in the nation. For more information, visit ConcernedWomen.org. That's ConcernedWomen.org.